Ladies and gentlemen, in an economy where interest rates are going up, people are more sensitive about their money. They're ringing up and talking to their mortgage broker. They're ringing up and talking to their accountant. So we thought no better time to bring on Harry Bogassian, accountant. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about how to determine a cash flow uh, positive property. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Good morning, gents. Harry, thank you for joining us again. Good morning. The, you're our first guest appearance of 2023. Oh, I'm <laughs> very happy you um, everyone. Even the viewers are. <laughs> oh, great. I see Luke's happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, this morning we're talking about how to identify cash flow positive property, which I think is pretty big in this market. I was talking to Mark off air. I mean, does a cash flow positive property exist in the resi world anymore? And if so, how do you find it? Certainly difficult. Well, that's the big question, isn't it? How do you find it? So um, we'll, we'll go through that. Um, so there, there's a there's a big misconception about when you see an advert for a property, you know, it's getting 500 a week. Uh, and, you know, on a monthly basis, that's two grand a month. So, you know, you think that you're going to get two grand in your bank account each month. Well, it's not actually the case. Yeah. So what I do uh, and I find works is I multiply the monthly figure uh, that's on the advert or what the real estate agent tells me in regards to comparable rentals in the area and i times that by 0.7 so i say roughly on two grand 1400 is going to get my bank account each month right after expenses yeah so and then what that does it tells me what mortgage level i can borrow um on top of that expenses on top of those expenses that will make it positive so on 1400 with interest rates at five percent i've worked it out at three hundred and fifty thousand dollars the loan amount will make it cash flow break even right you went a bit fast on that last bit so i got i got that you trim the income yep so you, you've trimmed at 30%, yeah, so yep. you're trimming at 0.7, and then you yep. do what? And then I've said on a loan of 350000 at an interest-only rate of, say, 5%, because most banks aren't giving you anything below 5% at the moment, um, That's that gets you roughly to about 1400 a month in interest cost. So you're going to be break-even on a loan of three fifty. How did you get the three fifty though? Well, the three fifty is based on the so the fourteen hundred is what's I've got left over after expenses. So yep. the cost on the three fifty is roughly fourteen hundred a month, interest only. Is there a multiple you can use on that fourteen hundred to get to the three fifty? 
Uh, there would be, but I, I just work it out as what the banks are giving you from an interest perspective and then multiply okay. that by the, by the loan figure, yeah. So, Got it. But, um, that, that's how you would do it. Um, and it's important that you you understand that concept because uh, you don't want to go into something where uh, it's not going to be positive for you. But, again, it it's come, that comes down to, you know, a lot of these properties – probably don't give you a lot of income, but they may give you some capital growth, yeah? So these properties might grow more than some properties that, that give you that good yield. So this is where you got to talk to people like, you know, Novak and, and agents that you're comfortable with and um, work out what's best for you. I've got a question. So it's quite hard to find a property in our suburbs for 350, especially on the resi side. Well, that's the loan amount, Billy. So just just bear in mind that's not the purchase price. That's the loan amount. Yeah. So, um, would you be better off for looking something commercial if you're looking purely rental yield? I think so. Yeah. I mean, the commercials have a lot better rental yield uh, on that basis. But um, again, as I said, some of these properties that don't give you that good yield will will grow a lot better than properties in other areas, right? So um, it comes down to what your long-term plan is. Mark, what are your thoughts? I find that um, capital growth normally represents double um, what the rent, what, the, what that percentage yield is. So if your percentage yield is 5% and and your capital growth is 10%, like where do you, you sort of got to choose your battles. Are, the, are you going to be like just chasing yield and yield only and compromising capital growth? Yeah. Or are you going to be going for um, uh, you know, one or the other? Are you guys getting a bit of a screeching on the side? Yeah, a bit of feedback. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, so I, I like for instance, if you go and buy in a suburb like Manly, it's always going to be a really low yield, but the rent's not going to be performing well compared to what the um, loan's going to be. But you know, you're just going to smash it on capital growth. Um, yeah. But then you can move to other parts of Sydney and your rent's just through the roof, but it won't go up as much in price. So I think you've got to choose your battle. Yeah. And I think finding a property that's your cash cow is important. Um, you know, whether it's a commercial or a large uh, residential or, or something, uh, something that will support you when, when things, you know, uh, are not working, you know. So having a, uh, a cash cow property that will give you that yield uh, to allow you to invest in other properties and so forth is important. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Try not to get caught up in the what are you? Um, what are people talking with you about now? Um, the last couple of months with uh, with interest rates going up. What's a typical conversation you have with people when you go and you sort of, I'm hearing this all the time. Yeah. Look, I think a lot of people are, are concerned um, about the so-called mortgage cliff they're talking about, where a lot of fixed rates that took place two years ago uh, are now sort of coming undone um maybe july august september uh we'll see a lot of these fixed rates come off and and move to variable so 
a lot of these rates were probably doing 1.89, 2.25%, and now it's going to be a figure with a five in front of it. So, you know, on a million-dollar loan that you uh, took out probably two years ago or two and a half years ago, um, you're going to see your repayments go up by about two grand a month on S on average. That's a lot. So you can see how much that's going to hurt families if they've got, you know, a million dollar uh, resi loan. Yeah. So you're having these conversations? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 common. Uh, a lot of people are getting ready for it. Um, uh, you know, with with how, how to manage it. But yeah, Luke's right. Rents are on the rise. That'll help as well um with a lot of these in interest rate uh, rises um so rents are going up by i think 10 percent mark are they on average um yeah. across the state yeah so um you know that that does help so people got to be mindful of that and, and talk to your agent and see what best you could do i got i got another one for you yeah. if um if back to the positive cash flow side of things if um if you can't nail something that's you know, positive, is negative gearing just as good? Yeah, look, ne negative gearing is good from a tax perspective, um, where you'll get the benefit when you lodge your tax return, um, but doesn't allow you to grow your property portfolio quickly. Um, positive cash flow allows you to borrow more, buy more, and and invest. That that's why people love positive cash flow property. I said. Yeah, but if the capital growth is going through the roof, then that allows you to buy another property. Correct. Yeah, you could use the equity to correct. Correct. You could use the equity to, to borrow more, but then you've got to hopefully ensure you've got, you know, enough money coming in to, to cover the or service the, the new debt. Yeah, you're right. right. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Couple of comments there from mm. uh, Luke. Rents are up twenty seven point five percent in Brisbane over twelve months around 18% in Sydney. 18% in Sydney, so there you go. Yeah, so... Yeah, and, and look, something that people... Because um, oh, this is this is a lot of numbers being thrown around this morning. Like, if someone's rent goes up 10% and they're getting a 5% yield or 3% yield on their property, if the rent goes up 10%, they're getting a 3.3% yield on their property. Mm. And the interest rate interest rates have done a lot more than that so even though landlords are getting more rents it's nowhere near no, no. Covering or to topping up it's topping yeah. up you know what i mean like even if it goes yeah. up 20 percent, your three goes to 3.6 yeah yeah it won't make too much of a difference but yeah long term you know long term i mean if you i guess when the banks gave you loans they always estimated it at a higher rate so they they made sure that you could you know, uh, pay off the mortgage if rates did go up. So there is that you know, control there. Uh, the banks don't assess you on the current rate. They assess you on the future rate. So, Cash flow helps you hold. That, that's a really good point. That, you know, there is that, there is a blanket there that's been built in. And particularly, um, Harry, I spoke about it with Stevan Bublo last night. If someone's on a on a fixed rate, they've been assessed at a higher rate recently. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like to get a loan on a fixed rate, 
five years, three years or two years, you would have had to be assessed three years, five years or two years ago. Mm. And at that point, they were putting a buffer of three, four percent on top. Yep. Yep. Got another question for you. Sure. Mark, do you reckon, um, do you reckon people might stay away from your traditional resi purchase? A little bit more as things get tighter if it if it's not being cash flow positive they do but they're gonna they're gonna need almost twice the amount of equity to purchase the commercial okay so the, well, the deposit is, is, is twice as twice as much than what the um what they'll need they'll do an 80 percent lvr on a um on a resi and they'll do a 60 yeah. percent lvr on, on some 65 70 on, on commercial so you need a lot more equity yeah interesting what do you reckon harry yeah no i agree i agree yeah you don't know you don't think um we haven't seen in the past people start to buy out out of sydney though queensland obviously has been super popular Oh, look, I think that's an option for people. But again, what's the capital growth you're going to get in Queensland compared to Sydney, right? So that's yeah. something people need to weigh up. And, and and as we spoke about before, equity allows you to, to buy more, right? So if a property's gone up in value over three years, five years, allows you to, to, to buy more, not sure what the capital growth is going to do in Queensland compared to Sydney. Usually Sydney goes up a little bit more than than the other states um but again it, it comes down to the investor and, and and what their balance is in their portfolio and how they want to adjust that it's good yeah. very good harry before we go what what would be the message from an accountant out to our clients out there that's, um, that are watching this show, what's the one sort of takeaway or ethos or stuff that you've been quoting a lot in the last couple of weeks and months? Yeah, look, last couple of months, probably over COVID, there's still a lot of lag in regard to ATO debt that's sitting on businesses' books uh, or even personal accounts with the ATO. So if you are looking to refinance in... In, in three months or six months, try to clear that ATO debt out because banks hate ATO liabilities and they want you to pay that off before you refinance. So that that's one takeaway that would be good today uh, that I've seen in the last three to six months that's, that's happening. Clean up your backyard. Yes, clean things up, uh, reduce the limits on your credit cards, just get ready for refinance. Yeah. Yeah. Scary really, Bob, any questions before we go? I don't know. Is it, is it scary times ahead for Harry or is it expected? What's that? Sorry? Is it is it scary times ahead for those people coming um, off fixed rates or was it expected? Is it I think it's, it's, been, it's a bit of an unknown, but, but I think it's manageable, as I said before. The banks sort of estimated a higher rate for most borrowers so unless something drastic's happened in that family household then then you would think that people will be able to pull through um i don't see interest rates climbing too much more than where they are now i think that would just it would be catastrophic but um 
I think things will level out a little bit over the next 12 months, 24 months. Yeah. That's a, a just. There we go, gents. All right. Thank you very much, Harry. Stay on the line. Don't hang up. And uh, we'll roll out with the show. And everyone, thanks for watching. Thanks for coming on, Harry. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Billy.